contracting, the roof people who call you back. This is Live at Five with Glenn Curry. <laughs> Army where you shoot them a mile away, you gotta get up close like this, and bing, you blow their brains all over your nice cyber league suit. <laughs> Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! German? Forget it, he's rolling. <laughs> Learn it, know it, live it. Are you running a business or a charity war? Leave the gun, take the cannoli. <laughs> Yankees win! Pull over! No, it's a cardigan, but thanks for noticing. This is Live at Five. Live at Five. Live at Five. Yeah, that looks better, I guess. I have no idea. Yeah, we'll we'll go with it. Tip, 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 day. Anywho, it's uh, nine minutes after the hour. Microphone stand still not working. Can't figure out the angle of this camera thing here. I don't know why I even tried, but anyway. It's a Monday show. It's dark out. Someone was talking earlier about how it hasn't stopped raining since, uh, what, August? Uh, did he say six months? I can't remember. Someone, I think it was Louis, somebody. Uh, and, and then on News Junkie Today, there's, there's a link there saying, geez, if it was cold outside, what type of, uh, what amount of snow would we get? Uh, and and I, that's a good question because it, it's true. It has rained quite a bit. The first time, the first thing I think of is that crappy movie, The Day After Tomorrow, when it never stopped raining. And then people after like three weeks straight, they're, hey, uh, it's getting cold out. <laughs> so uh, anyway, uh, what, what, so I, I had an uneventful uh, weekend. I don't know about you. It's weird not having snow. 40 something degrees today. I was driving around Saturday, a woman walking around with shorts, saw all of her tattoos on her pasty white skin. That's a lot of contrast right there. I'm trying to get this damn camera to, to, to look. I don't know. It's just not working. It's the strangest thing. I just, I, I, I set, you know, it, it's like when you have something perfect and then you, you have to, I forget what happened. I had to move it at one point. Oh, I know why. I took the, uh, the, the, the storage disk out of it a couple weeks ago, and I have not been able to get it at that perfect spot. So anyway, that's just my problem. Uh, locally, nothing going on, right? I mean, Cliff only still our council person. He will remain our council person. We have a new city manager coming in. We already have a new lawyer. Uh, what else? There's really nothing, nothing else going on. I, I, I mean, it's funny. A lot of times I say, what, what should I bring to the show today? Do we talk more about the divide in America? Do you even want to hear that? I don't even want to talk about it. And even the view, I, I wanted to see if I can get extract any any data from the view. They're on vacay. Uh, Sean Hannity's out for the week. And, and, and sometimes they get people. Last uh, Was it Friday? I think I mentioned this. Sean Hannity has a new movie out uh, with the guy from Dukes of, Dukes of Hazard, Schneider there. It's called Jingle Smells. And I looked, again, this could be for political reasons, but I looked up on Rotten Tomatoes and it got like a one star. <laughs> I was like, well, out of the gate, that's not very good. Plus, Rob Schneider's in it. 
And all Friday, if you're listening to this show or this station, uh, particularly the, th- uh, the two, three hours that we have Hannity on, it turned into like an infomercial for this jingle smells. And they kept on repeating themselves. They kept on saying, uh, Sean Hannity's in it. <laughs> it's like, so what? Sean Hannity's in it? I don't care if uh, George Clooney was in it. I'm not going to watch Jingle Smells with Rob Schneider. Anyhow, uh, so uh, I figured, you know what? Since it's Christmas week, uh, Sharon and I are still putting up Christmas decorations. And it's it's amazing how it works out when I get like 25 feet of, of, uh, of lights that it actually fits what I'm looking at. It's amazing. I, I lucked out when I uh, this year, especially this year. So if you want to talk about the decorations that you're putting on uh, or what's going on in, in, in uh, Watertown City that I am unfamiliar with, then give me a shout. I'd love to hear from you. Dip, 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 dip. Looks like someone's calling in right now. Hi, you're on the Live at Five show. Hello, Glenn. What's happening? Uh, does, does the Mance Man ever call up the show anymore? I, I haven't heard the Mance Man in a long time, and I miss you doing your impersonation yeah. of the man's man. Yeah, uh, well, first of all, I'm glad you brought that up because, you know, Jeff was in a rare mood today. I don't know what he had in his early tea, but whatever he drank, whatever he consumed, or what little, or, 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 or if he had a lot of sleep, I don't know, but he was just rooting tooting this, this afternoon. But at one point, he brought up a, a famous party, and first of all, to answer your question, Dave does call in every now and then. In fact, he called the Hotline Show like a month ago, if I'm not mistaken. So, but that said, De- uh, J- uh, Jeff brought up a, a very famous Christmas party that took place in Clancy Mance uh, when before Jim Levin got here. I'm going to say about 20 years ago, we were up at the Bay. Actually, it was in the 90s. It was longer than 20 years ago. Uh, I remember that. I wasn't drinking. Uh, anyway, uh, this one kid that we had, his name was, uh, are, you, are you amused with this? I'm sorry. I don't want to bore you to tears. I'm not hearing you. I thought I'd hear from you by now. Are you, you okay with yeah, this? Uh, yeah, I, 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 I hear you. I, I, I'm not... So interested in right now, I knew you weren't. I didn't hear of, of 20 years ago, but I am interested in whether he's still around. Gives you a call from his uh, uh, from his gated community. Gated community. Uh, no, I, I every now and then I'll talk to Dave. I I, uh, I I gave him a referral to a guy that works locally in the broadcast business that he needed help with one of his transmitters. Uh, but other than that, no, I haven't been in touch with Dave. He's living the life, though, life of Riley. Down in Florida, you're absolutely right. Living with the yeah, I'm, with the wealthy I miss people. Melissa Lewis voice there on the airways. Oh yes, great voice. The voice of Simon Run. Hey, Glidman. Hey, hey, we gotta stop talking about this, Glidman. Who else? <laughs> yeah, I knew it. Never lost the touch. Okay, keep that, up the good work. All right, thank you. Seven five five. So anyway, Jeff was like, you know, he was he went off on this party, this famous Christmas party, and we had this guy. His his uh, on air name was Falcon. And uh, he was from San Francisco. He was, I know he was from uh, uh, California. And actually, he was a good guy. And this was back in the day when, when the border was just becoming the border. It was, it was the first time that Dave embarked upon uh, contemporary hit music. So he added the 106.7, changed it to the border, and then brought in this kid to do the afternoons. And, you know, he went up to the uh, party up at Bonnie Castle. Uh, again, this is like, in, I believe, in 1997, if I'm not mistaken. So we're up there, and sure enough, uh, this particular guy, Falcon, uh, had was married, from what I remembered. Yet he brought a date that wasn't his wife. 
So, I, again, I could talk about this story. It's not like, you know, I'm talking about George Santos on, on the Jimmy Kimmel show and, and getting sued for it. So, and, by the way, his, his name was Falcon. That wasn't his real name. Even if it was, he's not listening to the AM 1240 Live 5 show 25, 26 years later. So I could tell you the story. So he shows up with someone, not his wife, and she's underage. Now, today, I believe uh, Jeff said that she was 16. I believe she was 17 years old. And they both sat together. Very nice lady. Wore a blue dress. I remember that. And then they just left. So typically when people leave, it's one of two things. Actually, it could be one of two things together. But I'll, let me explain. If the cousins get together at a wedding and all the cousins are between the ages of 21 and 35 and they all leave at the same time, they're not smoking a cigarette. They're going out to the parking lot at a wedding to smoke a joint or a bowl or something. Just to let you know. And this particular couple just got up and left. And it wasn't like anyone knew about it because, you know, it was a busy night. It was at Bonnie Castle. It was in December. And then next thing you know, I'm sitting by the window. And if you know Bonnie Castle, the room of the stars, whatever, the dining room, it's got the huge windows overlooking the river. And I'll never forget this. I can live to 115 years old. I'll still remember seeing a, uh, a Beretta, a, a Chevy Beretta, hugging the, the, the perimeter of the dining area on the outside. In other words, it's a car. And I look down, and I see Falcon is driving his date, his, 17, his underage uh, a woman who's not his wife, driving alongside, basically you know, going up and down uh, over rocks and stuff. He's, he, it's unsteady. He's driving on something that wasn't meant for a vehicle. It's like a, it's like a pathway down to the river. Somehow or other, long story short here, I know you're bored to tears. He's, he's thinking that this is a pathway to the river. He's never been here before. He's from San Fran. What can I tell you? Plus, he's loaded. And I, by that, I mean he's drunk. But he still thinks that by driving his Chevy Beretta down this, this walkway, which is not even big enough for a golf cart, that this would lead him to the river so he can have his way with a 17-year-old. Well, it didn't work out that way. In fact, the car got stuck on a rock. And he just was spinning the wheels, and uh, dirt was flying all over the place, and that was it. So ne- next thing you know, security finds out about it, and they they say, "Hey, uh, one of yours is you know is in trouble out there." So you know, Dave goes out, a couple other people go out, security's there, and uh, he was lucky that they didn't call the police. He was very lucky. I guess it's because Dave Mans had that that godlike voice that you know, okay, Dave, this is you know going to be put under the table, but. Don't bring this guy here ever again. No, it didn't go down like that. But nonetheless, they, so they come back. So by that, I mean Falcon and his 17-year-old uh, date come back, and it's almost as if nothing happened, which was the most bizarre aspect. First, he's driving down a, a path that he shouldn't be in a vehicle. Then he gets, gets it stuck in a rock, and then he comes back in as if nothing happened. And then on top of that, he proceeds to eat his prime rib dinner along with his date like cavemen. Like, you know, when you get drunk and stupid and you don't have manners when you're even sober, that's what he did. And then Dave, at this point, is like, well, I got to get these guys out of here. So this ruined Dave's night. It really did. I mean, Dave always looked forward to the Christmas party. And he had a great relationship with people in Alex Bay and and Bonnie Castle. Critter was there. Other people were there. And so he says, well, I got to get these guys out of here. He says, hey, we got to get going. And and Dave wasn't a confrontational guy at all. But he says, I'm going to take you home. And your, and, your, and your date. So they go outside to his car. Dave forgets to get a couple of items from his, whatever, whatever the deal is. Dave goes back to the restaurant, and you know, those long stairs in the parking lots, you know, about a half a mile away. So there was enough time by the time he got back to his own vehicle. This is Dave's minivan. 
He gets in there, and sure enough, Falcon's there having having relations with his date. So not only did did this guy disrupt the entire dinner, but he's by the, he he could have gotten nailed for a DWI, destruction of property, uh, leaving a vehicle on a rock, and on top of that, uh, hanging with with an underage. Although in New York State, I'm sure it was legal at the time. It's a whole. It was a very bizarre night. But for Dave Mance to go back to his minivan. And then see that they're having some type of relations in the backseat of his uh, 1989 uh, Dodge minivan. It must have been disheartening, to say the least. By the way, that was the same minivan that needed at least seven transmissions. <laughs> I forget. You know, Dave had bad luck with cars or something. So, whatever Je- uh, Jeff Graham said today with regards to the famous Christmas party of 1997, I hope to have added some salt and vinegar to that story. Because I think I just did. 755-1240 is the number. So if you want to share a crazy uh, Christmas party uh, with, this is Christmas week, folks. I know they say it's the week of Christmas, blah, blah, blah. I don't really care. If you have a famous story, doesn't have to be holiday-oriented, uh, share it with us nonetheless. 755-1240. People are texting me, so you know sometimes I can hear it in the background. So let me just make sure I'm, I'm on the up and up here. Yeah, well, thank you. Uh, a, a famous ex-council uh, person thought this story was hilarious. Hopefully you felt the same way. Other things going on locally, not much. Like I said, this time next week is Christmas Day. That's, uh, I, don't, I, I just can't believe how time flies and, and how dark it's. I mean, today when I took a shower, when we all take showers, um, it's just amazing how dark it is in the house. So... Uh, let's see, the 21st is this Thursday, meaning uh, it's going to be the winter solstice. Am I saying that correctly? That means it's going to be the shortest day of the year. That's this Thursday. And the optimistic way of looking at this time of year is that immediately on uh, Friday, the 22nd, we go back in the other direction. My mom was always an optimist. You know, this time of year, blah, blah, blah. Plus, my big birthday is this Wednesday, so I, I remember because it it's one of the shortest days of the year. Plus, it's Christmas time. But it's always an optimistic way of looking at it. Here it is. We're, we're not even in winter. It's not even the first day of winter. It's been relatively mild. It's been raining like you, you know, like there's no tomorrow. And, uh, and, and now, once we get into January, February, if we get through mid-March, you know, and you feel good and the light, days are getting brighter, longer, uh, then, then you, then you feel uh, more, more settled about 2024, when it's this, this drudgery of ice, you know, and then sleet and slipping. And the worst thing to me is walking like uh, I'm, I'm walking on the moon. Those days, it, typically, you know, the week after, days after Christmas, and right through January, are the toughest days in the North Country. But like I've been talking about in recent years. We haven't had traditional winters in a long time. We had those bit, two big storms last year, and uh, after that, it was nothing. And look at this year. So if you went back to January 1st of 2023 and went through you know, the next week, because uh, I, I'm looking at the forecast, we, it, we're expecting some snow, but nothing dramatic. So I would dare say, I don't have it in front of me. If anyone can Google this, I appreciate it. Find out what is the total of all Snow that has fallen in the year 2023 so far at the Watertown Airport, and I'm gonna I'm gonna make a guess here. So from January 1st of 2023 through today, in Watertown, New York, at the airport, it probably does not exceed 50 inches. Anybody? Anybody looking it up? Give me a shout. Seven five five twelve forty. And while you're doing that, 
It would be a perfect time for me to just walk away from this and uh, showcase some of our advertisers. Sponsors right here on the Live at Five show. It's 24 minutes after the hour. We'll be back right after this. Watertown Appliance on... I like the leader of that last commercial. It goes on for like five seconds. All right, thank you, Anthony DiMaselli from uh, Drive America. Okay, so someone did send me something here. It doesn't give us the full total so far this year. Hopefully somebody's working on that. But one year ago this weekend. Well, actually, no, this was November 17th. Sorry. So this is the link to the big storm that we had in November of last year where we had five feet of snow. It fell within two days. It was heavy, wet snow. Uh, so that was 13 months ago. And then we had the big storm in December. Then it got really co- Then it was warm around New Year's because I know me and the family were in uh, Lake Placid. And it got up into the high 50s when we were there. Just extraordinary. And it looks like it's going to remain that way. Over the weekend, I went up and uh, I did my normal, my annual video uh, recording of the famous Clayton Christmas home right there on off Route 12 near the village of Clayton. And I've been doing that for over 10 years now. And uh, this was one of the few years where there was absolutely no snow. And not only that, uh, I, I didn't get frostbit doing it. Typically, you know, it's, it's a cold day. It's right on the river. And uh, it's one of those things where you get out of the car and you do what you need to do and you get back in the car. Saturday night, I went up there with, uh, with a lovely bride, uh, Sharon. And that wasn't the case at all. In fact, most of the time we had the windows, windows down. So it's just one of those freaky, freaky... Uh, uh, I don't know what to call it, a season without snow. It is it is somewhat you know unsettling because Christmas is a lot better looking with, with, with that white December snow. I don't know how you feel about it. So uh, anyway, I just switched over to Sanka. So have a heart. Sorry. I just switched over. I just realized that uh, I was uh, on the wrong Facebook page once again. It's amazing how you, you alter things. I don't know about you, but my household has two vehicles. And because I'm such a dingbat... The moment that I switch cars, it's almost as bad as switching a a fall to winter jacket. Let me explain. If I were to take my wife's car, which I just did, and then uh, drive my car consistently, months, weeks, months, whatever, years, and then pop into my wife's car, I am completely lost. I will lose, I will uh, misplace the key to this building, and then I have to sneak out of the back room and slam the door shut so that the alarm won't go off. It's a crazy thing. And it's, it's, it's amazing how that one move in my life changes everything. Or if I change my jacket. So I went from my, my jacket, which is, I, I love my windbreaker jacket. It's a black jacket. It's just, you know, it's thin. Uh, I, don't re- you know, I, I don't really need that much to protect myself from the cold. I'm just very warm-blooded. But in recent days, not today, by the way, but in recent days, I've been going back and forth from jackets. And that... That just offsets everything. That, that Once again, that means my key is missing. It's in one of those pockets. I carry around some, uh, some extra candy that Laura leaves around here, which is the greatest. Plus, I will also have other things in there like my microphone cord and my little miniature microphone. These are the things that I need at any given time when I need them. And the moment I start switching around from one jacket to another, I know this sounds like, wow, Glenn's really doesn't have his eye. I, believe it or not, I got my act together. But when it comes to my personal body, that's why I don't wear a watch. Uh, I don't wear jewelry whatsoever. I have a, I have a wedding band on. And the, one, there's two reasons why they keep that on, because I am married. Two, it won't come off, which, which is the only reason, which is the main reason, because I don't worry about it. I don't worry about it in the shower. 
I don't worry about it. Just, you know, uh, do, I do worry about it when I'm picking up things because uh, that happened to Jimmy Kimmel and lost, almost lost his finger when he was, uh, you know, trying to get something off a shelf one time. What a hor- That's a horrible, horrible thing if it happens to you where you reach for something and then you, the weight of your body pulls you away from your finger, but your finger, your ring finger is caught on something above you. And in many cases, that could t- literally tear a part of your finger right off your hand or your tendons. Oh, they say it's awful. I don't know why I brought that up, but that's the one of the main reasons why I don't wear things, uh, particularly um, uh, sunglasses. I wear glasses because I need them. I wish I didn't need to because there's nothing more annoying than, than – and there's a lot of more annoying things. But one of the more annoying things is walking along and then somehow or other I get hit in my glasses and I, be, I just look like an idiot. Anyway, I'm talking too much. Let's go to the phones. Hi, you're in the air. Dallas. Yeah, going talking about the winners. Yeah. I've been around a long time. Mm-hmm. I've gone through many, many winners in this North Country. And it's never the same, ever. We've had, when growing up, we had some big winners. And we had winners with very little snow. And it's uh, nothing different since it's been. In the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s, and 2000s. It's all the same. I can remember in, uh, I believe it was the late 70s, uh, towards the end of January, there was a drop of snow at Dry Hill. Mm. Yeah. Not a drop. Mm. And there was a guy from out west, when the snowmaking machine started to become popular, he came with a flatbed with a full load of snowmaking machines, and he was stopping at all the ski areas outside of Syracuse and as he traveled and set them up and made snow for the people and showed them how good these, machines these work. Uh, new snowmaking machines would mm-hmm. be for the hills. Yeah. And he was uh, putting demos on for some company out west that built them. Huh. And, but... But uh, well, this is nothing new. I mean, we this has been like this my whole life. Well, wait a minute. In, let, 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 me, let, me, let me interject here. Because I, I did go to Oswego. And I went from the fall of 81 through the spring of 85. And there was one particular winter where it wasn't that bad. But I remembered that first winter, for instance, between eight, summer winter, excuse me, of 82 was unbelievable. Now, granted, this was the most amount of snow I've ever seen in my life at this point. But every year it was really bad where you had to climb over, you know, snowbank after snowbank. It was relentless. I came up here in 88, 89, relentless. And then in the 90s, things started to change. We got more and more green Christmases. And I know that's not unusual. I know when I did the Egan murders, they they had a green uh, New Year's Eve uh, in 1964. So I'm familiar with that. But would you not agree with me? that we're not having the traditional old-fashioned winters in the last 10 years or well, longer. It's hard for me, Glenn, because, like I said, I'm so used to of having the winters be heavy and not heavy, and, and I just think it's just part of Mother Nature, and, and that's the way it goes. Hmm. Well. And it's, I don't think it's been different even, you know, since I grew up. Hmm. You know, I can remember when I was just little, we didn't have any snow. Hmm. But uh, some winters, like you said, yeah. we had snow banks uh, 15 foot high. Right. Blizzard of 77. Yeah. Blizzard sure. of 62, 63. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we were walking in the street. Mm-hmm. But there were, there were times when 
like I said, we didn't have enough snow to slide at uh, Thompson Park. Right, like now. It's just, um, no one's sliding there. No one's just, slid there yet. You know, like the, the um, what do they call the, uh, the, the uh, when the ocean's current? Oh, uh, the El Nino, El Nino, whatever. Yeah, yeah. That's been there since the dawn of time. Right, right, right. Since this planet was was formed, mm. and it, and th- that controls, according to what I hear and read, that controls your weather. Well, I get it, and I understand that, but I'm just talking about our little history here. And you know, again, I, I don't. I'm not one of those that says, "Oh, here comes the white stuff again." Why can't I just go away? I realize how important it is up here, particularly for Tug Hill. But I, I again, and maybe you're right. Maybe somehow or other, I'm not. But when I see once winter after another, particularly last year after January 1st, where it was probably the most mild January, February, March combination I've ever seen, and then to extend through now seems a little bit odd, don't you think? Oh, I don't know. I'm just I'm used to the weather up here. I'm By the way, someone the tried to look it up. They couldn't get the numbers for some reason or other. They don't have used to the you yeah. know used to the changes. And yeah. if you went through the blizzard of '77, yeah. you would have known. Oh yeah. What what the uh, weather here could be? Sure. It's all see. We're dependent on lake effect. Yeah, right. Right. I understand. All our weather is lake effect snow, except once in a while we get that uh, nor'easter. Right. Right. And the nor'easters. Are mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the storm of the century, '93 was a nor'easter. They're yeah. heavy, yeah. and they the ice can really cause problems mm-hmm. in nor'easter. But most of our snow comes from Lake Effect. Right. It's like a Swigo. I had uh, buddies of mine that went to school there. Yeah. I used to go there almost every weekend mm-hmm. and stay there on on campus. Right. And um, great place. The weather there in the wintertime, coming off that lake. Yeah. Oh my lord! Oh, the I wind. Know. Trust me, I they know. used to get some mean mm-hmm. winters there. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah. no, I'm used to it. Yeah, it doesn't bother me. Mm. You know, I used to like it better when the kids were little. Yeah, right. But, you know, now that I'm older, I don't really right. care about the snow. Right. But right. a lot of people make their living, Glenn. Oh, I know, I know, I know. A lot of people you that know, have to snow, make their living. I had a snowplow <laughs> business. Yeah. And I can remember when it got a little green like this and and went on for a while. Right. You know, geez, that's that was the money. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm. And I feel sorry for guys now, yeah. unless they got contracts. Wow, well, I'm almost yeah. Someone presented one to me for thirteen hundred dollars for the season. I know the man's got to do a business, but uh, does oh. you know thirteen hundred bucks? That was back in October, and here's my price. I'm like, okay, thirteen hundred dollars. Did you look around? Uh, uh, look, no, I didn't look. Actually, it was one of those things that kind of fell on my lap, and I, he was very good about it. I was cordial. I said no, thanks, but no thanks. I gave him a tip for what he did that day. Yeah. You know, over the years, I plowed for about 50 years. Yeah. And some years I made out on the contracts, and some years I made out on per time. And what I used to do is go uh, 70 30, mm-hmm. 70 contracts, 30% per time. Hmm. That way, you you know, at least the per time, if it got green and it snowed, right. you'd be getting paid. Right. Right. You'd be getting paid, so that would kind of help uh, make up. Yeah, sometimes when you had all contracts, right, and it didn't snow, mm-hmm. you made out like a bandit. Right. Ah, yeah. Then next year, people, the people would start saying, right. "Hey, I don't want to sign a contract anymore. Right. I'll go for time per diem." Yeah, yeah, and then they get ripped you know, off again. No, so, I'm just kidding. But it's uh, anyway, yeah. like I said, uh, yeah. the weather. Right. I think it's been the same since I was a kid. There you go. Thanks, Glenn. Thank you very much. Well, there you go. There's one man's opinion. I don't know. What's what say you? You're on the air. Yeah, a little different topic, Glenn. Yeah. 
I don't know if you agree with me. I think Taylor Swift is oh. so far overrated <laughs> in the music industry. I don't know if you agree with me or not. Uh, wow, we went from uh, wicked uh, mild weather to uh, Taylor Swift. Okay, yeah, Mayor it, mentioned her on the hotline. The reason right. Al Michaels stepped down. Yeah, yeah, he I know. He want to kiss her ass on the broadcast when he did Kansas City games. So right, now. right. The big shots didn't like it, so he told them the hell with it. Right. So they got rid of him. Right. Well, he's making twenty million dollars a year. If you're making twenty million dollars a year, you should do what they pay you to do. But the, I, I see his point. Yeah, he's wanted almost probably in his seventies, maybe. It, almost eighty right now. But here's yeah. the th- one of the big. Let, let me just let me just explain my opinion about Taylor Swift, and I've said this before without sounding like an old fart because immediately people say, "Oh, Glenn, you don't understand." Okay, you don't have children. Okay, I get it, I get it. And then of course the other thing that they say is she writes her own music. <clears throat> so, oh, great, she writes her own music. I couldn't name a song. I can't name a song. But here's my point, and I'll be real brief. Every generation needs an Elvis. They need a uh, they need an, uh, a Beatles. They need the Police. You too, whichever. They need something. These kids between the ages of five and eighty need something. We had Madonna. We had Blondie. We had uh, Pat Benatar. We, this woman is the queen of all because there's nobody else. You got a couple of other people, Katy Perry, and all the rest are hip hop, and no bands. Bands don't exist anymore. So they, this one woman, she's been on the scenes now for what, eighteen years now? She's a young woman, but she's been around. So here's they go crazy. They go crazy because they need somebody, and that and that's their lady. Thirty, twenty years from now, certainly. I mean, right now, you can rattle off at least twenty Beatles songs, and you can. Well, I can ra- tell you thirty. 40 years ago in the business, she, she wouldn't get her foot in the Not at all. Leave. Not not at all. She's got a marginal voice. Level, as you said a lot, of, the talent level's just not there. That's not. It's the not. The Beatles have more talent in their little finger than this girl has. Well, there's their a lot. of career. Well, let's let's look at <clears throat> Laura Branigan. Remember Laura Branigan? Yes. Gloria! <clears throat> that and she had others. She died young, by the way. She died in early two thousands of of uh, cancer. Beautiful, beautiful woman. And when she sang a song, oh, you God. knew when she sang a song. But she was just one of a gazillion girls. Even yeah. the, the lead singer to the Jets, uh, you know, the, uh, 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 Gloria Estefan was the other one who had a beautiful face, beautiful voice. But there were so many of them that they didn't stand out. If you if you had a, a Laura Branigan today, she would stand out, especially if she talked about yeah. girl power, pussy power, guys are bad, we don't need them, oh. and that, and all that together in this collective woke market, and that you know Republicans are bad, and anyone who wears a red tie and likes Donald Trump is evil, then you're going to be a billionaire. So there's a lot of contributing factors to this lack of talent, but the main reason is is that someone needs somebody to represent the masses, and unfortunately, that's all they've got is Taylor Swift. Boy, that's all you hear about. Yeah, that's all you hear about, especially now that she's dating. And by the way, from what I understand, Kelsey, <clears throat> good-looking guy, 6'3", 230, whatever, um, they say he's a total narcissist, and I don't blame him. I would be a narcissist, too, if I was a standout tight end in the NFL. And everyone, w- and then say, hey, well, this would be a great publicity act. I'm going to start dating Taylor Swift, and well, she's going to show up at all my games. He was in a commercial, yeah. He's on a cell phone. He's, I he, never heard of him that much before he got Oh, yeah, no, yeah. He's been, yeah, well, yeah, he's been player, in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Not an outstanding player. Well, he's a good-looking guy, and, yeah. and, and Roger Goodell. As as big as NFL is, he saw an opportunity to get even bigger, and then yeah. you combine pop culture, Taylor Swift and the NFL together. 
That's it's impossible. You, I mean, they couldn't do that with Stephon Curry because he's married. They couldn't do it with Derek Jeter, but they could do it with this Kelsey guy, and they're hitting a home run. But you're absolutely right. Al Michaels said, no, I'm not yeah, going to do that. And they and they kicked him out. They kicked the well, old man to the curb. She was at it. Another thing on the NFL, get yeah. rid of the sideline reporters. Oh, they're the worst. Nothing to nothing. the game. They're nice-looking girls. Yeah. No football knowledge whatsoever. Well, Erin Andrews is pretty knowledgeable. One of these girls yeah. made up lies that she talked to the coach at halftime. Never talked to the men. No. One of these ESPN, uh, there's too many people with a microphone no, in these okay. games. I agree. And, and by the way, nuts. do we need to pay Al Michaels $20 million a year? Is, are people going to stop watching NFL if Al Michaels isn't covering a game? Look, we got this Greg Olson guy and Kevin something or other that nobody heard about, but they're just as good as Buck, yep. uh, duh, what's his name, uh, Joe Buck and, uh, and Troy Aikman. That, that, yeah. Which is a great tandem, by the way. They're the best in the business right now. But they went off to hire pastors to get make more money in Monday Night big Football, money. wherever the Tony hell they Romo are. Tony Romo gets big money. But Tony Romo interrupts mouth. almost as much as Jeff Graham does. Oh. He, I mean, he interrupts take constantly. take a breath once in a while, Tony. I know it's hard. Oh, my God. And he was a marginal quarterback. He wasn't yeah, even that good. all timers Scrapers, crapers. Well, let's get back. Go all right. On. Thank you, my friend. You bet. Thank you. See, now, see, this, this is how it happens. I come in on a Monday. You know, I'm inundated with Fox News reports about crime, about looting. There's a story on News Junkie right now of a pregnant woman down in Syracuse who may not live. She got shot in the head. The baby is okay, but they don't know if the mother's going to survive. And if she does, who knows? You know, bullet in the brain. And then, and I was like, well, you know, a couple of people were sending me stuff over the weekend. Glenn, did you see this? Did you see this? And they know how I am. And then I, I get this one story, uh, and Jeff mentioned it today, of this video of these two men in the uh, chambers. I believe it was the Senate cha- hearing, cha- whatever, judicial, whatever it was, in Capitol Hill. I'm assuming in the Capitol building, and if not, certainly in a federal building, a sanctuary for, for government work and government work only. And they're having sex in there, and they're videotaping it. And, and by the way, if you go to online uh, to one particular website, you don't see all, you don't need to see everything, but you can clearly tell what's going on there. But just the brazen attitude that these, and again, I'm going to go out on a limb, and I know what's-his-face in the morning always refers to them as Democrat liberals. They're not Democrats, they're liberals. They're the left. They're not Democrats, they're the left. Chris Plant there. And these kids, you know, young interns, you know, you know come from a good school, probably come from a nice part of society. And they're like, oh, look at us. We're running the world right now. And look what we can get away with. You get a you know, couple of thousand people that show up on, in, on, the, on the Capitol building on January 6, 2021. We'll send them to jail. But, you know, you can have relations inside the chambers of a Senate hearing house. Fine. That's okay. You're one of us. And, and if you look at the video, and I don't want to come across as a voyeur here, but it is something that's out there. It's a very, it's a very pertinent story and that this is happening on our ground And the person decides to pan the room with the camera. I'm assuming it's a camera phone. And first of all, it's like, hey, you're busy there. No, just kidding. And he is panning the room. And to me, that's like, that's more emboldened than the act itself. And let me explain. It's like, hey, look where we are. We're shoving it in the the face of America. We're having sexual relations inside Inside a cap, inside a, a, a Washington D.C. or federal office, and you can't do a damn thing about it. 
As it turns out, that story, if you can, you can go high and low on that, on that story and look for it right now, and you, you'll find it, but you won't find any of the ramifications for it. Not only is it more morally unkind and rude because it's, it's say if someone walked in on that, you're, you're doing a public, a lewd act in public, essentially. It's certainly not your hotel room. But in addition to that, I'm sure there could be some criminal charges against these people, but nothing. You hear not a damn thing. So that was one story. And then someone sent me, well, yesterday, that incident happened in Delaware, where, and now they're saying that the guy that hit the, one of the SUVs in uh, Biden's entourage there, his motorcade, I should say, was in fact drunk. But it is amazing how when, you know, it, ha- it just so happens that they have a camera on the president of the United States. It just came from a function. Someone asked them a question about the polls. And then there's a loud noise in the distance, probably no more than a couple hundred feet away. And the, the Secret Service are looking at it like, you know, what's that all about? And it raises questions. Do these guys know what they're doing? Then there was another story. Barack Obama has Secret Service 24-7. He was at his place in, uh, what is that, uh, Martha's Vineyard, Hyannisport, whichever. He's up in his $8 million mansion. And uh, this was the incident that took place uh, over the summer when his chef wound up being found dead in the Atlantic Ocean in a bay, naked, by the way. And there's a report of someone that is uh, unresponsive and left out in the water. So here it is. The Secret Service are there. They, they try to get a boat started. And it's, it's like a scene from the Dirty Dozen, you know, that scene like, we can't get it started! Which would make sense because it's not even their boat. It's the Germans' boat in some, you know, Swiss villa. And they're trying to get the damn thing started so they can get the hell out of there. And by the way, this is the movie. It didn't happen. But you can understand it. Here it is that, you know, if anything were to go wrong at this compound, you would think, you would think that the Secret Service would have it figured out. We got two boats. We, they're all gassed. Up. One of them didn't have gas. The other one, they didn't know how to get it started. And then they find out that uh, President, uh, former President Barack Obama was present when the police were asking the witness uh, about what happened to the chef that night. Oh, I'm president of the United States. I'm going to listen to every word here. Now, there's allegations. I won't get into it. But, you know, if you've noticed, I carried one story from the chambers of the Senate building to this one. And it's to, and not to mention what happened in Delaware over the weekend. We are we have a bunch of bozos running the country in all aspects. We just talked about, you know, Taylor Swift, beautiful woman, almost six foot tall. She's gorgeous. She epitomizes femininity. She is fantastic. But why? Why is she a billionaire when someone like Donna Summer with much more talent and, and certainly a, a, a much better vocal range and, and appeal, what barely, she barely had any money left when she died like four or five years ago of cancer. It's really a shame. And, and, both, and in the Secret Service, you're always like, wow, these are the best of the best. These guys are special forces. They went here. They went there. And I'm sure they did. But, man, we got a bunch of bozos running things around here. So those are the things that I saw. People were sending me the thing about what happened in the chambers there. And uh, also the story uh, that keeps popping back up and down again, <clears throat> excuse the pun, uh, what happened to uh, uh, the former president's chef. Very weird uh, circumstances, and you won't hear anything about it. What you will hear, however, is, is the left always talking about how uh, if Trump wins, there goes our democracy. It's just so ironic. It really is. All right, listen, uh, no one's chiming in, so let's give, this gives me an opportunity to showcase our sponsors here on a Monday version of the Live at Five show. We'll be back in just a couple minutes. Justin and Amy from Ogdensburg heard the commercials for the Smart Bed by Instant Comfort. From- Printing Group. 
And welcome back. That is, uh, I tell you what, whoever did that read, I know that comes from a competing radio station. Uh, they do a lot of their stuff out of Pennsylvania. But that's a female voice, but, you know, she does sound like Linus from the Peanuts. Remember when Linus goes on the stage and, and tells everybody the true meaning of Christmas? Unlike uh, Snoopy's idea of it when he gets uh, all those, you know, aluminum-style you know, Christmas trees and lights. And uh, blockhead Charlie Brown goes and gets, like, a, a, a broken fig tree. Oh, don't worry about it, Charlie Brown. Lights, please. And then the three shepherds embark, whatever. Anyway, that woman's voice. And by the way, if you've noticed, our, our master of, of everything around here, uh, Ken Martin, actually pirated, <laughs> I shouldn't say this, but he took the voice of uh, Santa Claus from the Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. And if you listen to Magic 103, when, when, when uh, uh, we rattle off all the sponsors for all the Christmas music we've been playing there now, that's the voice from the original uh, Santa Claus from, uh, from Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Oh, uh, Allen's Liquors and Wines. Almost kind of like a Dave Mann's voice. Very distinctive. All right, so now uh, during the commercial break, I, I went. This, this, this story is, is amazing. It, by the way, this is December 18th, 2023, according to whatever news service. It doesn't really matter. So someone's on the phone, but I'll be real quick. An alleged, repeat, an alleged sex tape. Let me tell you something. If you're a reporter, you can't call this an alleged anything. This is a sex tape filmed inside the U.S. Senate as rocked Capitol Hill after it was leaked online. Democrat congressional aide Aiden whatever, some white name from Germany, left his job uh, working for Democrat Maryland Senator Ben Cardin on Saturday afternoon. The move came less than a day after an amateur pornographic film shows two men having anal sex inside the Senate hearing room was on was leaked. The identities of the men in the video have not been revealed. That doesn't make any sense. They're, they're talking about this guy as if he was revealed. His name is Aiden. He was employed by the U.S. Senate, and uh, their office said we will know. Uh, we we have no further comment on this matter. Uh, and, of course, the man in question vehemently denied any allegations that he was one of the men in the pornographic film. He says, and I quote, this has been a difficult time for me as I have been attacked for uh, who, I, who I love to pursue a political agenda, he wrote on LinkedIn. Doesn't make any sense. And he continues, while some of my actions in the past have shown poor judgment, you think? I love my job and would never disrespect my workplace. It's amazing how he can't. I mean, he's obviously he's going to deny this, and maybe there's an outside chance it's somebody else. Is this like a scene from Porky's, where we have to put a picture of like some some man's appendage on the wall and say, "Did you see this in the Senate hearing room? Did you see this?" The Daily Caller published an eight-second video of the Hart Senate uh, office building sex scene and reported that the tape has been circulated in private group chats. So that's how it got out there. Hey, look at me! I'm getting inside one of the Senate offices. Ah, oh, boy. Uh, so then uh, his mother, his mother actually spoke out, spoke to Daily Mail before he left his job with the outlet, start, uh, stating that uh, she had implied her son had been left distraught by what happened. And she goes on to say, you don't want to know how he's doing, she told the outlet. So then it gets really interesting. There's a picture here. This is news.com. There's a picture here of the alleged pornographic participant in an ad for, yes, you guessed it, President Joe Biden. And Joe Biden's looking right at him, and he's looking right back at Joe Biden. 
The sex tape allegedly shows two men engaging in a sex in the hearing room, blah, blah, blah. The X-rated footage, uh, footage appeared online and spread rapidly. Uh, and then it goes on to say that this particular young man, he's in his early 20s. He looks, he looks like a, I mean, it looks like he's right out of high school. He once appeared in a campaign video for President Biden days after he won the 2020 election. He has denied allegations of an alleged separate incident just days before the explicit videos were leaked. This, this is when it gets even crazier. When Ohio Republican Congressman Max Miller accused him of being anti-Semitic. So not only, I mean, here it is, a, US, a sitting U.S. senator is accusing someone else's assistant in the Senate for being anti-Semitic. And just days after that, that same particular person is in a video uh, having sex with another man. And, and by the way, they said no, no comment on this, as if like they're just going to brush it underneath the Senate carpet. You know, you, how, many, how many people are in, in jail right now? For J6. Oh, Glenn, you can't make that comparison. They're just having fun. It's a desecration of an office. They don't belong there. And you're shoving it in everyone's face. And on top of that, you know, they said that there was a lot of crazy, crazy, crazy people. And this, this makes a lot of sense. That the Nazis were crazy. That there was a lot of crazy, uh, how do I put this? Um, you know, they just, they, it, it, you heard, heard the golden shout. I mean, again, all these things associated with the Nazi party, the worst people who ever lived and, and who followed the worst, arguably one of the worst human beings who ever lived. So I'm not making a comparison and saying that there's a bunch of Nazis working for Joe Biden. But boy, there's a lot of similarities here. Just days before that, he's, he's accused of being anti-Semitic by an, yet another senator. And days after that, he's shoving it in everyone's face. Look at me. I'm getting it inside the Senate building. That's something very, very crazy. And on top of that, I have to bring it to everyone's attention on this one little, this little 1,000-watt radio station, whereas even Fox and other outlets should be talking about this, but they're not. They're too afraid to. They really are. I know someone's texting me and says, oh, no, I saw it somewhere else. We're not seeing it enough. This is the double standard. And I hate bringing up the double standard. But sometimes you just have to because the left's not going to bring this up. Joy Bahar is not going to bring this up. She's just going to laugh about it. Oh, it's just a couple of young guys having fun. What about a couple of young guys saying that, uh, you know, the 2020 election was, was, was wrong? Oh, no, no, they got to go to jail. Oh, God, yeah. Giuliani, yeah, throw the book at him. $144 million? No wonder he was drinking a bottle of scotch when he was here a couple of uh, summers ago. I would, too. He knew that, that the axe was going to come down. Anyway, we're getting down to the nitty-gritty, and we'll continue this, of course, tomorrow on the Live at Five show. Right here on a community broadcaster station, otherwise known as WATN 1240. And uh, we'll have somebody on tomorrow, I'm sure. But until then, CBS. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.